Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Dance of the Soul. And I am Natasha Venter, intuitive medium, personal awareness coach. And I wear a lot of hats, and Regan and I do a lot of work together, and I'm so grateful for that. We all are here to help people move forward. And so if you don't know why you're here or what's going on, I know the planets are really tossing us around a lot lately. We're going through a lot of fear. We're going through a lot of angst. We're going through a lot of emotions. We're going through a lot of things, a lot of questions. Why am I not moving forward? Why, 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 why? And so we're here. So Regan is a hypnotherapist working with the Newton Institute, and he does a really good job at knowing about life because, you know, that's just part of him, you know, and I love you, Regan, how you do this amazing job of knowing that you've gone through a lot. You've gone through anger issues. You've gone through a near-death experience. You've gone through, which, you know, was your door opening <coughs> for this world, really. I mean, it was the one that cracked the egg open and got you saying, let's move you forward. And, you know, and more and more and more. And then, so it's like, this is just the, the cherry on top of your life. <laughs> that you're living right now. And, and it's so great. So I'm grateful to be here with you and doing the dance. And I know that right now we're not on Facebook because Facebook's having a problem. So I'm hoping people can come over to YouTube with us. And I did post on it and it did let me through, I think, to post that we are here on YouTube. So uh, okay. it might take a minute. I don't even know for, I, I know that I, I didn't hook up with Facebook because it didn't allow me to. So I'm hoping that people can meet us here and please comment. This is part of our story is, is that we love the interactions of comments. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, um, we can start off with talking about Facebook because did you see 60 minutes last night? No, and I was, did not. Okay, well, maybe it's a good thing to talk about in a minute. Well, first of all, I'm Regan Forston. I'm uh, a life between life. Uh, oh, Susan's there. Hey, Susan. Uh, great. Thank uh, you. you. Made it over. Um, and uh, what I do with clients uh, is I'm I'm trained to help clients get to a deep state of trance, which uh, practically anybody can reach. And from there, we've uh, found a way for you to visit the afterlife uh, for a couple hours. Just like having a near-death experience without the death part, mm -hmm. and we've had about sixty-five thousand people do it so far. It's a, it, it's a, it's a game changer, you know, um, uh, because now with uh, mediums becoming more and more mainstream, and what I'm doing become more and more mainstream, uh, people are realizing uh, that there's con there's a conduit between here and the other side. That we're not just out in space all by ourselves. That there's actually, uh, there's actually ways that God's created to help us, you know to contact the other side. And by doing that, we start finding out that we're immortal souls and we never die. We just go from one place to the other. Mm -hmm. We find out that uh, we actually have a mission to in a, in a learning experience we're here to, uh, to accomplish in this life. Uh, and um, by what um, Natasha does and what I do is we try to give people a bigger picture of things so that they can see that, hey, maybe, maybe life can be joyful and happy and wonderful even in the midst of uh, a lot of turmoil and chaos, you know, you start having reason, you start finding why there, you have this the chaos. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. that's, that's why I always do the mantra when I'm going through, especially the troublesome times, I especially do this is yeah. what is this here to teach me? 
And it puts me in a different perspective because then it puts me into it, the interaction instead of the, the, um, Oh, hell no <laughs> action, you know, and, you know, moving forward like that. And we're all here to learn. That's the main purpose why we're here. Yeah. You, you, you know, like, um, Richard Martini says, I like, I, I've been using that tagline. He says, it says, we're all here to help each other. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're all here to help each other walk home, yes. you know, and we're all, you know, so uh, whether you're a mom or dad and you just said, you know, for the kids or your wife or you're just a single person and have, you know, coworkers and things like that, you know, we always have to kind of look around and say, hey, what can I do to help? You know, what do you need from me today? Maybe it's just a smile, you mm -hmm. know, maybe you need a, someone to listen to your issues or something, be a good listener today. Uh, oh, I'm just noticing too here. Can you see my black eye? <laughs> And I, I, I usually, when somebody comes up with a black eye or broken arm, I don't usually be one of those people that go, hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? I, know, I just, well, tell you. I let it, because everybody's so tired of saying, uh, answering that question. So if you want to interlude with that, well, or whatever that word I is. I could say, say that when one of my clients uh, got to the other side and they told her what she had to do, she punched me. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that, you know, because. You know, when you're on the other side, these these guides or these uh, wonderful beings on the other side to help you, uh, they'll just tell you in a very loving way. What if you want to change your life? Something's got to change. You know. Yes. And sometimes people come back and they go, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Well, free choice. Still, you can have a messed up life and keep going through doing, or you can follow their instructions and start having a happy life. You know. But uh, you know, remember a few weeks ago I had Josh that was going to work on my transmission on my yes. car. And you, it ended up being a therapy session with him. You know, I made him dinner and was out in the back. We were talking in the dark on the back patio for about two hours. His life was in total chaos, turmoil. But what a nice soul, though. I mean, nice, kind guy, gentle giant. He's like six foot three, wow. big guy, 33. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, you know, my van ended up being on Jack's for two weeks. He, he, he uh, even came in. And uh, in front of my house and the police gave him a big ticket because he's driving an old beat up uh, motorhome that looks like it's fallen, going to fall apart any second. And um, it's, this is in a pretty affluent neighborhood. So when they someone saw that, they called the cops and I had to go out and talk to the cops and say, hey, look, he's a client of mine. and He's my mechanic. So they only gave him one ticket instead of a couple. But then he's oh, banned. Well, yeah, that's that's sad that they even gave him one, even though he was there for a yeah. purpose. Well, I wonder if you know, his name's Josh, uh, without you know revealing anything you need his permission for. He's uh, he left his tools here. He's got about a thousand dollars worth of tools. Been here for two weeks. I haven't heard from him, and I begin to wonder and worry about him a little bit. You know, and I I wondered if you pick up uh, anything uh, of why he's kind of vanished. You know, he's going through some big unearthings, like you're saying. Yep, and. He's one that it's hard for him to go backwards sometimes when he feels like he's done wrong. Mm. And uh, and I feel like he wants to reach out to you, but he feels like he's dishonored you. Oh, yeah. Well, he, ha he has, you know, but um, I know we were put together for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is the thing about how everything's connected. Now, the way I got this black eye is finally I said, okay, I've given him enough time now. I'm going to have to call a tow truck and have it taken to a place to fix it because I, otherwise I'm not going to have my van. So uh, I had a tow truck take it to a place to fix it. They gave me a, 
a, a little bit better. I mean, it's more expensive than him, yeah. uh, you know, at a shop, but I had to get it done. So I had to bite the bullet. So they called me and said it was done. So uh, Patty couldn't take me. So I said, well, this is three miles away. I'll just get on my, I'll get on a bike and ride up there, you know? <laughs> so I'm right because it's heavy traffic and everything. I said, well, let me go over in the sidewalk over here because it's the main road. And just as I did, I went up the curb and my, uh, my handlebars hit a light pole. And within one second I was, I was smashed yeah. into the ground. Yeah. And I thought I, I, I really, for a few seconds there, I couldn't breathe. And I, I it's funny how, when something that happens, you, you know, even though it's embarrassing to be yelling out that you're in pain, you know, part of you goes, oh, come on, you can just deal with this. But you're in so much pain that it's a natural thing to yell or scream or whatever you have to do. So people came running out from the restaurant and the first car to come because I started, I ended up in, in just out a little bit in one of the lanes of the busy mm -hmm. traffic, but I couldn't move anywhere. And the first car that came just stopped right in front of me. So everybody backed up behind her oh, no and over me and she was she was a nurse. Um, <laughs> so I just say, God, thank you. I mean, I get into these movies, but there's always somebody there to watch over me. She would not leave until she got me dragged to the side of the road, uh, asked my, you know, tried to have me feel my body, where it was going on. She called the ambulance and things like this. So then the ambulance got there and uh, uh, I just got cuts up my leg and I thought maybe I broke a rib. Mm -hmm. because I was having a hard time breathing. I was dizzy and nauseous. And I thought I called Patty and I thought maybe she could just take me to the hospital. And they said, no, you know, you don't want to take any chances because, you know, I was bleeding. Yeah. Side of my face with blood over here. And, that, and that's the temple area. And that's a very itchy area of the, yeah. of the mind. You know, the so body. They, took me, they took me to the hospital. I was there for seven hours. <laughs> uh, by the time they took x-rays and the time they did an MRI, so this said just, uh, you know, they, they use glue. Now I've got this whole part of my eyebrow here is all glued where they glued it shut. Uh -huh. And the doctor said, let's do that instead of stitches because your scar is not going to really show and just do the glue thing. So I got this big patch of glue here that sticking out, you know, in <laughs> <laughs> the black eye and my bruised ribs and arms and legs. But I was very lucky. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Um, and, and, and to have an act when an accident happens, I mean, actually call it an accident. I didn't see it coming. Like sometimes you could see, have a few seconds. Oh my God, I'm gonna get hit by a truck. But I would just went around a corner and didn't know, you know, just it happened. And yeah, one it, second, it, it's, it's, it's one of those, you know, right moment, wrong moment. Yeah. Exact so, moment. And then, you know, but then in the sense of though, you wonder, you know, sometimes there's accidents that happen. And this is where I want people to know that there's sometimes that accidents do happen. But the universe takes care of us. Like you had the doc, the nurse come yeah. in. You had people who cared and came out and saw if you were okay. So even though there was an accident that happened, we get taken care of. And it's amazing. Now, here's the thing, now, Natasha, that was interesting. They took an MRI or either CAT scan or MRI. I think it may be, well, whatever, just to make sure it didn't have any, you know, concussion or something here. Mm -hmm. So afterwards, they said, well, not related to this, but they found maybe an aneurysm in my brain. And they said, they want me to come in to get an MRI for that. They said there's a, a vein going up from here. Yes. Here. And it's got a little little bubble there, it looks like. Uh, so oh, that might have been the good what news. What a miracle. What a miracle. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and you always wonder, OK, if I hadn't had Josh, uh, you know, been helped him in his need or something like that 
um, I would have had the transmission done somewhere else. I would have a whole different uh, set of circumstances that happen. So here, you know, if you look at it negatively, I could be cursing him because I could be saying, hey, look, because I was trying to do a good thing for you. Now, look, uh, I had to have my car towed. I had to pay more money. I crash and get this happen on my way to the hospital. You know, you know, why did I ever do a nice thing for him? But I think if people look in their lives that, you know, one one decision you make, it ripples. It's so you have a whole other alternative reality that happens that you wouldn't have had. And it's just, it could be the simple thing, like you get up on a different side of the bed in the morning. So you're in a different place than you would have been walking where you would, I mean, it just gets, it's mind boggling. It, it, it is, it is. That's, that's the, I call those miracles. Yeah. People put, try to put miracle as a, um, something, you know, like you had, you know, like you coming back to life or, you know, these big things, but your synchronicity of everything happening and then finding out that you might have something that you need to take care of before yeah. it takes care of you. Then yeah. that to me is a miracle, even yeah. though I'm so grateful that your body is, is healing. Yeah. You're probably still tender and stuff. And I would suggest yeah. if you don't believe in chiropractic, I would go to a nice chiropractor, a well-known, you know, someone who you get. Who, yeah. Who like right trust. now I can't, I try to press on my back to adjust a little bit, but it's too painful yet with my, uh, and I, lucky I didn't have bruised ribs or anything. I mean, I had bruised ribs, just just not you know broken or whatever. So. See now that's that's where I go to a chiropractor that does muscle testing. Yeah, and they do they do manipulations. You know, with the with the, they don't have to do a snap, crackle, pop. They can yeah. go in and just, you know, do tweak, 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 you know, get the muscles kind of saying, okay, I know I can go back in, you know, type yeah. of thing. But my dad was a chiropractor, so I kind of so, know that story. In other words, see, and I was realizing it's just how you choose to look at things because I just, because of this spiritual place that I'm in right now and been to the other side a couple of times in back, I kind of realized that, you know, for whatever reason, I was a piece of the puzzle to Josh, you know, mm-hmm. that somehow or another, I was there for him to, to be a good listener, to maybe, you know, help him on figures life out a little bit. I wasn't the end all or the, 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 the thing that had all the answers, but I, I just knew that, um, you know, our interaction was supposed to be. So then I have to figure I crashed. Okay. It's, it's part of that. But now that they might've found something in my uh, brain here that might be a problem later on, that's going to change the whole way that I look at life, that I do things and probably uh, have something to do with the decisions I make from now on compared to what they would have been if I didn't know about this. Yes. So, um, you know, it's just funny how, how everything is so intertwined and like a ball of yarn, you know, it's just so intertwined and to have to pull it apart and to try to make sense of everything, it's almost impossible, but you have to go with that knowing that, okay, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it really is. And, and what I'm hearing from your body is, is that this is small compared to the big picture life. Yeah. So your body's saying, we're grateful that you're looking at it. Uh, don't stand in fear of it. Stand in acknowledgement of it. Okay. Kind of hard to do sometimes. We're all human. You know, we kind of go into that, ah, what the, ah, you know, moment. I mean, how can we not? But that there's that, that path that we take of going into the angst, then going into, okay, now that I got my idea wrapped around it, now what can I do with it? Which is give it healing. Yeah. And 
I could tell you that the doctors are going to probably maybe put you on like maybe thinners or something so that if it does do something that, but it, to me, it's, a, or what I'm hearing is that it's small, but they wanted you to know about it. Yeah. They wanted you to know about it so that you can go and make educated choices for it. Well, see, my, when my dad was exactly my age, he had an aneurysm in his leg. They ended up having to have it amputated, you know, so he lost the leg at that, at that age. And then uh, the doctors say that, that uh, it's, it could be hereditary, what they call what he had. So my brother just had got tested recently. He's got a little aneurysm, another place in his body they're keeping an eye on. And oh. it's funny. It's funny because I thought, you know, I'm fine, you know, but maybe I'll have it checked out someday. <laughs> it said, boom. So, you know, maybe because <laughs> I'm stubborn. So yeah. you know, people listening, I wonder like Susan, you know, she's watching. Think about things in your life that, you know, were kind of seemed to be kind of tragic, but you think what kind of led up to it. And then you kind of start seeing the reason that you had to go through that tragedy. Like, how did it how did it change your life? Uh, how did it give you a different outlook on life? Because we have a choice. We can either curse the, you know, and look at everything with the glass half empty, right? You know, yes. and say, oh, this horrible thing happened to me. Or we can look for the lesson in it. Or we could look for like, okay, I had a crash. I'm going through a lot of pain and everything now. But it might have been something that saved my life or gave me uh, a chance to uh, live my life a little bit better because I found something else unrelated to the crash mm -hmm. because of the crash, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is that, Perception. That's been one of my favorite words lately. Perception. Perception. Because like for me, even me losing something, you know, like let's say if I um, if I've uh, misplaced, let's say, um, oh, just something. Yes, I know I've lost my glasses a lot lately, but that was kind of different because I knew the fairies had taken them. So I knew they were cloaked. But, you know, sometimes there's the, um, you know, like the remote. To television remote, let's say, and I know that I heard it drop and I look down here and I can't see it. But then if I get up and go look behind my husband's chair, oh, that's where it is. You know, it's like change the perception, you change your life. And, you know, like I was walking out of a classroom the other day and we have in our school some challenging students they're in um, life skills and they're also in another classroom. So they don't have all the skills. And so sometimes our doors, they say all doors inside the school need to be you know, shut just so that these kids who don't have all the tools don't go running into a classroom and just saying, oh, here's something to play with. And, yeah, you know, so we say all doors shut inside the school shut. Well, I had to leave a classroom and the teacher was like, are you, what are you going to do? You know, it sounds like there's a lot of ruckus going on out there. And I went, I'll just go out and see what's happening. So I consciously opened up the door because you don't know if the student's right behind the door, you know, but I opened it cautiously. And then I saw that things were the rappling of paper was somebody ripping paper off the roll on, on, in the hallway. And so the teacher was worried, honestly, she should be, you know, and I went back in, oh, somebody was just taking paper off the roll. You know, it's all about perception and I'm not, I don't go into that stress of worry. I yeah. still go into the opening the door safely, go to the middle of the road. And, and it's amazing how perception is huge yeah. right now. So Sue typed in, um, I've seen lessons in many painful bad experiences. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's it's one of those things, you know, it's like 
for me, you know, I was married for three years before my husband now and lived seven times in three years. You know, he had a drug problem. I didn't, but I had a marriage problem. <laughs> Perspective. What did those years teach me? They taught me that I didn't have to be the victim of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, a really, uh, someone I had a relationship with, a really close relationship. And then when I moved on from that and we just stayed friends and then she got to another uh, relationship uh, because I was, it's funny, I felt partially responsible because I kept saying, no, you got to get out there and date and whatever. <laughs> and she ends up marrying this guy and he's a, he's, it's, well, but anyway, it, it, now it's caused her to go to codependent classes She's starting to learn to stand up to his uh, snarkiness and uh, and uh, to um, not be a doormat, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was talking to her the other day, I said, well, look, you know, you know, God's got you in this for a reason. And, and it looks like you're making really good headway and and learning how to deal with, uh, you know, with being in a relationship, you know. So, you know, that's good. Yeah, we're, we're in this midst, you know, like right now, I know that the planets are really tossing us around. Uh, you know, we're in Mercury retrograde. A lot of other planets are in retrograde coming out of retrograde. So we're kind of getting into that toss and turn. And a lot of the planets are in kind of confliction with each other. And so that's stirring up a lot of fear, angst, uh, worry, emotions. And, and but all that if we really look at it, like for me, I had a trigger the other night that um, it was a trigger of, of somebody walking away from me. And in my life, I've had more people leave my life than have been in my life. It feels like, yeah. if that makes sense, that, that, that there's always this scenario where, where people move away or, or just something I lose track of people. Yeah. And with that, that I hold people dear with me that, I, I've had in my life and this person's been in my life for almost 40 years and we had a phone call and because of some choices I'm making she decided not to be around me anymore it triggered me I'm human it triggered me because it triggered a lot of my other times of being bullied and shunned and all those other times and and I really had to take that moment and and you know, be in it while I was talking, I felt myself analyzing myself <laughs> and going, you can't be doing a lot of this pushy stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of, I, I, it took me stepping back for a minute. Luckily my husband heard and we talked about it a little bit and, and, and I sent her a text. I should have called her, but yet at the time the text felt right after our phone call, that a text felt the next step down from where we were at. And, and those words were written. I carefully written. I really cared for how I wrote them, my intention and, and apologized, you know, because I didn't need to be pushy, but yet how did I learn that I was pushy unless I went through it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's that kind of catch 22. And, and to this day, I, you know, I, you know, but she said that in the perspective that, you know, that I had that she was going to say, look at it. And then I'm looking at what she was saying and learning from it and saying, you know, there's perspective that you had right. And so there's there's this dance of, of different things. And we're all going through this right now. And, you know, like you were saying on um, your part, you answer some of the emails through um, 
the Quora. Newton instant, yeah, through Cora. And you were saying that a lot of people are wondering about the twin flame, a lot of those personal walks and dances that yeah. we go through. And it's it's interesting how we we manage a lot of those life altering questions like the twin soul, the twin yeah. flame, or our our soul, our you know, do I have a soulmate? You know, it's like all those kinds of questions. Yeah. Um it's you know to me the you know the twin flame theory the soulmate theory um, all of that is our way of trying to explain uh, why we have certain people in our lives that are so important in our lives you know I mean so, so people that we seem to not be able to live without or it could be a loving loving thing or love hate relationship as they kind of say some a relationship with the turmoil that people keep going back to and everything. And I think this, you know, when they talk about soulmates or twin flames, it's, it's people's way of trying to explain that these souls or people that in our life are our main players in our life. There are, uh, you know, there are people that, um, that we feel that, you know, we were destined to meet. Um, but in the research that we're, we've done now, you know, with these 65,000 people going to the afterlife and back, it seems like there's a more simple explanation to me that explains all these things. And it's more of a direct answer than, than um, you know, than a theory or something. And, and that's that we all have a soul group. And my clients, when they go under, they visit the soul group. It's like an, an acting troupe of souls that you regularly incarnate with. They're the souls that you've had many incarnations with in different forms and you're close to, you know, because you, and some of them you're closer than others. Some of them are, you know, your preference. And before you come down here, you know that certain people are going to show up in your play because everybody's got their part and there's going to be certain times when they show up and they're going to be the people that you really feel a connection with. There are people that end up being the main players in your life's play. So I think it's maybe a little more simple than, you know, like if somebody wants to find out why they have such a huge connection to that person, uh, Natasha, you would be able to you you would be able to go. Oh, well, let me tell you why. <laughs> exactly. You know, the <laughs> lifetimes they've had together, and that, and would just be simple, and then you'd have an explanation because there's so much drama trying to figure it all out, and 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 that. So, um, uh, or to have a life between life session with with one of the facilitators, me or someone else from the institute. These can be done worldwide, uh, even over even over Zoom or Skype. You know, these sessions can be done. You can visit the other side and actually speak to that person who's alive in your life now, because part of ourselves is always in heaven. So yes. Instance, like Natasha, you and I, if I was on the other side, I could have a I could have a talk with you, or you could have a talk with me. Mm -hmm. You know, from ourselves that are even more have more of the bigger picture than we do here. You know? Exactly. Well, even for me, like there's times when I don't get permission. So I go to the person's higher self and, and ask permission. Yeah. Like for me, like I'm just going to call my husband out here because <laughs> yeah. he's a safe place to go that there's been times when he doesn't give permission. He's my husband. He doesn't have to give permission. And yet I know that he's got an entity with him, especially when he was drinking, you know, he didn't really trust me in this fashion. So I would go to his higher self, ask, can, 
can you give me insight on this? And then he, then that soul gave me, that part of his soul gave me permission. And then we, then I asked through that soul, that higher self to do the work for relieving that tension or doing the work of that entity that was attached that, you know, that shouldn't be because it was part of the attachment of the alcoholism at that time. And so we would do that work. And, and there's these parts of us kind of like, you know, your friend that you asked about the, the person that was doing work and I didn't necessarily go in. Now I went down a little bit lower and, and went into his higher self a little bit and asked some insight. And, and I want to finish that real quick because there's something that if you can leave him a message again and say that, I understand that there's been this miscommunicate miss something okay. missed, you know, miscommunication, misunderstanding, misalignment, whatever it is. I want to honor you. You have a lot of tools here and they're expensive. I will put them in a safe place. You come and get them in your own okay. time. I'm going to do that. I'll do that right when we're done today. Yeah, because I don't, <clears throat> I know how I would feel if I was on the other side. Because, you know, when when you're, when you're just down at your lowest a little bit, it's just you want to be in integrity, but it's got a little bit difficult. And yeah, you know? and 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 it's hard to be vulnerable that way. It, it's so many of us want to be looking better than we are. And, yeah. you know, that whole scenario of him driving in and somebody calling, you know, he may not even want to drive down down your road again yeah. type of feeling because of the, the way that he was <laughs> in his own way bullied and shunned. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, this uh, this motorhome was given to him by his mom and had been sitting in a field for 15 years, you know, and it it's, goes down the road, you know, like yeah. it's going to fall over. And and that was interesting that night because he didn't have uh, a tail light in one of the sides. I found a a kid's box that was red, and we cut the top of the box off, and then <laughs> we put his flashlight. We cut a hole in the top. We put a flashlight down in it, and then put that up so it looks like a red tail light, you know. And then he mm -hmm. had to turn it on and off with the flashlight. Uh, it, but I just felt sorry for him. But I know I I can't. You know, I just I can't go in and solve all of his problems for him, but I could no, and, and do that's, my little I could do my little part to not make it worse for him, you know. No, no, and, and that's the thing is is that and he may take a little while to come and get it, but that's what I'm feeling like is that he 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 just needs that opportunity that you yeah. know, hey, your friend pulls in, hey, can we go get the tools real quick? Do you mind going with me? He runs up, grabs them, runs away, you know, runs back and and you know. And maybe if you want to put a little note on his tools, just say that, you know, I, I, I pray that life can be better for you. Yeah. Yeah. Or That's something like that. He needs, to, he needs yeah. to have somebody on his rooting side. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I I'm, I'm getting that there's a detachment that he's trying to get with those tools. So he may not come and get them, but at the same time that, that it, it's one of those things, or if you know where he's at, that you can go drop him off. If yeah, there's no conversation, no. Yeah, I, I would be happy to do that if I, but he's kind of a, being a nomad right now. I hear you. Uh, Natasha, I, hear you. I just want to tell you too, um, I'm surprised just how right on you are about, um, you know, we're talking all this highly spiritual and everything like that. But like when Patty was on last week and, you know, she was really uh, wanting to um, uh, get some confirmation that her 
you know, getting a, buying a house on the ocean, a second place for us um, would be the right thing. And when you, you got a good feeling about it and she just said, yes, yes, you know, I'll tell you, she just it, it, almost exactly what you said was going to happen is in the process of happening now. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> it's like she'll know in about an hour if we have it. We spent, uh, she sent letters. To, uh, well, we went down there last weekend. Well, I guess it's two weeks ago she was on. Yeah, two weeks ago. So last weekend we went down to this complex. She got the plans from the whole thing from the county. So she would know which ones were studios, which ones were one bedroom, which were two bedroom, three bedroom. And we went down there and found the ones and eliminated the ones she wouldn't be interested in because they're too far from, they're too far back or they're by the parking lot. She wanted one with a big ocean view. We can, yeah. it's got to, you got to hear the ocean when you have the windows open and sit out on the little deck and you got to have the ocean be right there, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And although she sent letters to everybody, uh, ended up talking to a realtor who said, well, there might be one coming up, but I kind of have a buyer for it myself. So I probably, you know, shouldn't tell you which one it was. Well, she figured it out by eliminating. He says, well, it was a two bedroom and it had to be, it had to be one of three she's things. She's that kind of thinker. <laughs> yeah. And then it came on the market. We went this Sunday to the open house the first day that was on the market. Lots of people in there. And Sunday, lots of people in there. She made a, it's like a million, what was it? A million, 200,000 for a little tiny two bedroom. It's it's like 800 square feet and it's a million two and it's a condo. OK, uh, the, the association dues are a thousand dollars a month just for the association dues. Uh, but um, so uh, anyway, she's in the middle of a bidding war right now. So it's it's already going. I think if, if she gets it, she'll have to bid about one hundred thousand dollars over uh, the asking price even. But she's saying, you know what? This has been my lifelong dream. Uh, I've got money saved up. And even though if it costs me a little bit a month, it's a place we can go to for one or two months a year and rent it out the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it could be, uh, she's, it's just been a dream of hers, you know? So I said, you know what, all this money is just going to go to your kid when you go away. And so what if he has a, a million dollars less, you know, <laughs> and we just Oh my gosh. I didn't see I didn't see the bidding war. I didn't see mm. a lot of that. I, I saw actually her but slipping. You, you know, you were saying it was, it was just very thready. You know, there was this led to that, to that and everything. But she was doing everything that she could on her side. And so um, that's what I think, you know, oh, kind of made the congratulations. Happen. Oh, so we don't know I, that, you know, we might have, if not, she's going to be really disappointed, but she'll know that everything. Oh, no, no, no. There's good. another opportunity if this one doesn't come through. Okay. Yeah, that's there's another opportunity. Yeah, there is okay. a, I'll tell her that too. Yeah. So anyway, and and you know, and then you talked to me about I said, I just happened to mention to you, I'm looking for a van and I've been looking all over for months. And you just said, you know, are Arizona and Nevada kind of, you know, next to each other or something? And I said, Well, there's a place where they all meet. And I went back and looked in that place and uh, I bought the van and they're putting an engine in it this week and uh, I'm gonna go to Arizona uh, in about 10 days and drive it back. So um I'm just surprised at how in tune you are with just little things. That's just made me really a believer in mediums, you know. Well, and, and, that and that's, but there's a difference between mediumship and intuitive mediumship and, and doing the work. There's a lot of mediums that are intuitive and we're all waking up, uh, but their, their focus is mainly mediumship. Now, my, my characteristic is to, to be kind of like 
what Claire do not do I not work with? You know, Claire Audient, Claire Sentient, you know, yeah. I, I work with them all. And as I have trusted myself more, that that intuitive part is stronger than my mediumship in some ways. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And I only know what I get. So when I, yeah. when I get it, I say it, I trust it, and then I let it go. And then I, that's why I get so excited when I hear I'm right. Because it's like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. that, was two, that was two home runs right there. You know, and so you would call yourself more like an intuitive medium or that. And I do actually. And okay. uh, and uh, one of my friends said, why don't you put a little one of those little squiggly half marks in? Because it's intuitive. Slash, you know, yeah, because it's not intuitive medium. It's intuitive and a medium. But yet it's not. Intu you know, it's just, it's all politics. I'm well, just me. I What I'm seeing is that the intuitive part. Okay, you know, medium, we can talk to relatives that have passed on and make sure everything's okay. But the other thing that we struggle with is our is what to do in life, how to make the right decisions. Am I doing this decision right or whatever? And so you uh, being intuitive that way uh, helps people, you know, like I say, that's what an intuitive would make the perfect life coach, yes. you know, as far as, you know, just how, how do I lead my life? Uh, let's say, Natasha, uh, I've got these two job opportunities. Which one do you think I'm more suited for? Or which one do I have a better chance of getting? And then kind of you giving them your two cents worth as far as what that might mm -hmm. be. And that, that could really um, uh, help people get through the roadblocks a little bit easier. Exactly. Now, my team, my angelic uh, team will, will show you how to fish metaphorically, how to walk your life to make these decisions more than I, it will be a yes or no. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Cause a lot of times, like I I've had people in front of me that they go, I, I had, I, I kind of mentioned some things that come to me right away and they go, I go, so you had a question they go, um, yes, but actually what you said answers this question, answers that question and answers that question because of the the way that my team and I work together. And that's why yeah. I'm called a personal awareness coach because I bring personal awareness to someone's life while I'm coaching them navigating their life. Yeah. If that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I do it that with my intuitive and then mediumship mediumship can also include talking with guides, angels, you know, that kind of, it's, it's being a, a I don't want to call it a channel, but a form of a channeling of hearing something on the other side yeah that's that's got physical that has an energy form let's say yeah okay if i was to ask you about a certain guide i would just see if you get a hit on this um uh, i've been a a, a member of uh Ekankar, which is a spiritual teaching that kind of found me about 45 years ago mm -hmm. and it's kind of what led me to all this it's kind of what helped me awaken and they have a line of what they call Viragi masters, which are ascended masters that mm -hmm. are there to kind of help, you know, they give you spiritual exercises to do. And then a lot of times that ends up happening. You end up having uh, out of body experiences or soul travel experiences and you get teaching and all that. But uh, the Mahanta, the, uh, the Mahanta is a consciousness. Mm -hmm. It embodies in different people. And this time around it's Sri Harold Clem. And I wondered if you get us any sense of, of of him in uh of Harold Klemp, uh Sri Harold Klemp, the Mahanta. 
and see if you get anybody you know, your guides up there that are aware of him know of him he actually is laughing who three Harold yeah because <laughs> he says that who cares if I'm named this in this lifetime that and that to lifetime I'm just he he's he's just He's a very spiritual being, but doesn't take life very serious. Yeah, that would be him. He's got a really good sense of humor. Well, yeah. the reason I'm asking too, because I'd re I've had other teachers, masters, like when I was on the other side, I saw Rebizar, I call him, and I didn't know if I just made him up because that's who I, mm -hmm. I learned from Eck and that's who I'd seen in other uh, visions that I'd had mm -hmm. over time. And so when I went to the other side, him and a, a, another a Chinese uh, guy named late C who I want to smile every time I think of him because he's so funny. And so uh -huh. exactly. You actually have a good team of uh, hilarious guides. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're just, they're light and airy. They, they don't want to take life seriously. They say, why, why take it seriously? It's just here. It's just one of those, uh, those scenarios that yeah. are, um, are going on. I, they, these guys actually work with you in many lifetimes. They actually were with you when you were a star up in the, in the planets. And so you guys have been working together for quite a yeah, while. We was our, and she's because of being an Eck and that Sri Harold was the number one guy, the Mahanta that has the Mahanta consciousness. Sometimes I wondered why I didn't see him very often in my dreams, but it was always Rebazar and that. But just the other night, um, I had a I was sitting down having a conversation with Sri Harold, and it was just pleasant. And I then I wake up and I go, oh, why didn't I ask him some questions when I had him in there? But it was it was kind of rare. But every once in a while, he'll just kind of pop in. And for some of my clients, sometimes like they don't even know because I don't push any particular religion or my my beliefs on anybody. But I'll I'll have a, a client that's. Uh, on the other side, uh, you know, doing this, you know, thing. And all of a sudden they go, oh, here's this guy. And I say, what does he look like? And he'll start to explain to him. And then I'll show him a picture. And they go, oh, my God, that's the guy that I just saw. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because and these guys actually are kind of your um, your entourage. I'm going to call them. So like if, yeah. it, okay, so if somebody was doing like a, a public speech and you had somebody who would make sure you had your mic, your, uh, you know, your, um, uh, you had your food, you know, you had your seat that you like, you know, that, that the timing that you're supposed to be on, the other guy would make sure that your, your mic sounded right for you. And that yeah. you, you know, the energy was okay for you. Uh, another guy kind of comes in and, and preps the, the audience. These guys are those types of guides. Yeah. So with that, that when you go in and do this work, they're readily there helping you. Now with three Harold, if he's still there, He's getting up in age right now, and I'm thinking it's not going to be too long before he passes. And there'll be it. This is all done on the inner planes somehow, where the next person gets this what we call rod of power or gets mm -hmm. to carry on mm -hmm. uh, the, the thing. But um, I'm just curious if he's going to be with us much longer, or if it's uh, going to be a short time and it's going to be he's going to be passing it, or someone's going to be taking over for him. <sighs> Uh, you know, <laughs> timing of someone's passing is always interesting. And yeah. when you talk about someone's spiritual, now a lot of times when I'm looking at someone, how long they're going to live is that there, there's a, um, a thread of life 
a cord that we're attached to, mm -hmm. to, to the spiritual world. And sometimes when that gets thinner, we know that someone's going to be passing soon. His is pretty thick so far because that's how he will travel home. Yeah. So for me, his timing, he, he's, he can go into meditation. He can go anytime he chooses. How long he stays is up to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a, um, I don't have a scenario. It's up to his body when it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's been, uh, the living Eckmaster for 40 years or something, you know, a long time, mm -hmm. um, that way. And he's probably written about 40 books, you know, on the subject. And he's just, he's just so down home. He, he was in the study to be a, a Lutheran minister at one time. And then, uh, something happened where this whole change happened and he found out that he was supposed to take over, mm -hmm. you know, not going Lutheran, but to, to take over uh, the leadership of Eckenkar. So, yeah, it's a, it's the only religion I found. I just say, it's like, if you took all the religions in the world, put them in a bag and shook it up, you know, that's kind of the, the Eck, you know, it's like God is everywhere in everything. Mm -hmm. in everything. And that's what, uh, led me to do this, the work that I'm doing, you know. So, oh, cool. Okay. Oh, cool. Well, thanks well, for, for doing that. And I I just wondered maybe if you ask more thing, it's like, is there just a reason that I only see him every once in a while? Or can he start to, what, would he be willing to show up? He's there. They're, they're there all the time. Maybe I'm just not aware of it. Yeah, it's like me sitting down to meditate and have a conversation. <laughs> they're here. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we get used to our best friend hanging around, and so we don't talk to him as much. Yeah. Does that make sense? That yeah. and that's where he, they're at is is that you know they're there if you want to talk to them. It's just you spending the time talking with them. Yeah. Okay. So right. Sue, um, Susan had a conversation when we were talking about the twin flame, and I we got off onto something else, and I, okay. I I wanted to go with it. So in my understanding, a twin flame is that they don't have to be another people, but is truly another part of ourselves that we're wanting to in integrate, which may be another person. Yeah. Okay. I understand that, that viewpoint. I mean, but what we find out when we do the life between life is we do have a higher self, which is <coughs> a part of ourself that, um, in other words, when souls decide to come down and reincarnate, they decide how much of themselves they're going to put in the body, but they always keep part of themselves there. So maybe maybe that uh, people here are sensing that there's more to themselves than what they have, and that's and they're looking for it in another person when actually they're whole in themselves already, if they just uh, allow themselves to to start, in other words, integrating or or being aware that the other part of themselves is in a sense just right next to them right here, you know, mm -hmm. in, the, well, in the other side. Yeah, I, and I have an understanding that a twin flame is many times that a soul can be split into two people. You know, like yeah. I've known some twins that there's that one soul got split between these two twins because each twin was going to have a experience, and so they were kind of the twin, the the twin flames. Yeah, then we could sense? we could go. We could. I would say that in that scenario, there, we're actually. Uh, triplet flames because you even if you split off and there's two bodies here you've still got your higher self up there that's operating it's there and operating and, through different and, bodies. and connecting here now yeah. like my one of um i know someone who has 
a twin soul in them and they actually were quite male at the beginning and now they're turning female so that they're living each other's they're they're living now i have an understanding my soul has male and female in it it's that's why our both our sides of our face aren't the same you know because yeah. we have one side that's one and one the other and so we have the male female but a lot of people don't realize these all parts of them and and it is part of ourselves yet at the same time though that part you know, how many of us leave ourselves with other people i give you my heart i give you my soul i give you i give you i give you i give you and many of us you know let's say um uh like the people who did like with uh dahmer you know the the one that that or a lot of yeah or a lot of these people who who they just kind of totally give themselves over to to someone else and they actually give them in a way a part of their soul and they have to grab grab it back if they want yeah because we as people tend to leave energy where we've been sometimes that has a little you know nuggets nuggets of our soul so with that 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 twin flame is something now people now have language for one thing and language for something else you know like i know that a lot of people are finding that they have a guide with loki you know that they call it loki now if you go to the native american they'll call it call that energy coyote because mm. loki is coyote in a different language just like mother mary is mother mary and she's white calf buffalo woman and in another another area she's somebody else and somebody else i don't have the language for the those names in my head at the second in time so with that 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 we have these energies that have different names and they could be twin souls just in different energies yeah loki and coyote so does it, that make sense yeah you believe it's possible sometimes for a person to be having can one body inhabit two two different souls in other words so you actually have two two yes yeah that's why there are some people with true identity where they switch yeah they switch personalities because of the fact that now some of them have been traumatized so their brain has compartmentized their yeah their so they're just, they're just what there's we call some soul, personality disorder yeah but there's some that are brought in with two souls okay or three souls now i i can't I, that's 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 not that could be really not, confusing for the person exactly exactly and so with that that i'm not going to go in and label this as a norm it's not a norm most soul bodies have yeah. souls and then like every time that i go through a life experience i'm coming home because my soul is coming back to being my greater self so with that though as we're walking through life and doing life now a twin soul or a twin you know where you think that oh i got a soulmate there's the word i was looking for we have a soulmate well, yeah, we have soulmates, but our soulmates aren't always our gift. Sometimes they're the challenge that is going to wake us up. And sometimes yeah. our soulmates are someone like I have. Um, my dad was my soulmate. Yeah. We, in the you know, research that we, we've done. Yeah. 
Yeah, that some we would finish each other's sentences. We would fin finish. Now, my husband and I, we have soul connection being, I kind of picture, and I've said this before, this came to me just this last year of, of soul families are like rings of a tree. Yeah. You know, and I've said this before. And, and so I know that certain souls of mine, you know, come in and that's where soul mates are in that very, very center of that tree where it's like, it's, you can't get any further apart. Right. And so with that, that those are soul mates and you can have more than one. Yeah. You can have more than one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the main reason we're, well, the main thing people get from all this is the fact that um, there are people that are in your lives that are in there for a reason. And there are people that you feel close to for a reason. And they're, they're in your life to help um, you teach them something and them to teach you something generally, you know? Uh, so just um, enjoy these people, whether they're your nemesis uh, that uh, or they're close to you because they're all part of your play. And they're all part of, that's going to help make this a really interesting read mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for, for a play for someone to watch, you know. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah. And, you know, some people are backstage right now uh, that are going to come out in your next chapter or the next uh, act mm -hmm. of your play. Some people have already left the stage and it'll never be back on stage again. And some people are, are going to be on your in your stage the, the rest of your life, you know. Exactly. So, exactly. It's yeah. just, we never know. We never yeah. know truly why somebody is in our life really until the very end, but we can get glimpses of it. You yeah. know, like I know why my husband's been in my life. We're, we were supposed to cut the contract to what we've been doing the last several many lifetimes that we've been together. You know, yeah. and this was our lifetime to say, I'm, we're done. We're creating a new story. So um, Sue has commented a couple things here. So I am, um, so the twin flame, I brought it up because during a healing session after healing shift occurred, I heard a phrase twin flame come to me as in I healed another part of myself. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I know that if, and I'm going to speak a little bit boldly here just because you've mentioned this Sue on, on line about, you know, you're going through some major trauma in your life and I'm not going to name it, but, um, and when we go through major trauma, there is a part of ourself that says, hell fucking no. I'm not going to be a part of this. I don't be a witness of it. And we leave it there. It's It detaches from us. But when we go through and we say, I want to heal that part of me, that part of us comes back and says, thank you. I'm home again. And that, that, some people call it a soul retrieval. Some people call it, you know, gaining a part of ourselves, whatever the language is, twin flame, whatever that language is, it's about coming back to being more of a whole self than us. Yeah. Yeah. To, to uh, uncovering more of who we are or mm -hmm. integrating more with our true self. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, I can almost say that there has been two different parts of my life. You know, before my mom and my dad passed away, I was so shy and quiet. I would go into a party and wouldn't want to speak. When I was in class, I got an F in class because I didn't want to go up and stand in front of people to talk mm -hmm. about something that I knew. I was so shy. <laughs> Not quite there anymore, no. am I? No. You <laughs> you conquered know? that one. 
<laughs> I conquered that one, but it took a big part of me. You know, it was almost where, like my husband says, you're not the same woman I married. Because I brought that part of me and said, we are together now. Yeah. If that makes sense. So Susan asked a question here. Um, Do you see my son moving forward in life in the next few months? Or does he, does he need more of a push? I've been laying off since late July or August. Yeah. That's a, that's a question that many moms are thinking about their kids right now. Yes. And many parents are, um, uh, many parents are dealing with, with our children being, I don't want to call it delayed, energetically challenged to be out in the outer world. And navigating that is not always easy because it is safe at home. We've created that safety at home, even though we still have to do it. So Susan, I'm proud of you for laying off because many times when we push something, add focus to it, it it can become worse and there can be fights. What I'm getting is, is that keep going with where you're at, laying off. (coughs) Yet at the same time though, start and coming through the back door with um, saying, you know, hey, come with me. Let's go do dot, 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 dot. And then on the way you go, oh, I forgot. I need to stop into the, a big grocery store. Let's say, come with me. I need help. So they learn how to energetically get moved in because they know if you were to do that, you know, if you were going to go into that grocery store, he probably would get all angst up. Right. And so with that, doing this kind of the back door. Now don't do this every time because then he's going to learn that, you know, that you're going to do this, but there's that challenge of getting him out and more comfortable. And, um, or like when you're driving by apartments, you know, I used to live in a place like that. What do you think if you were to live in a place like that, even though you wouldn't have lived in a place like that, you know, ask those questions to get the mind stirring and you're just driving by. So it's just one of those flyby questions. It's not necessarily that you put any attention into it. You don't necessarily want an answer from it. You just start planting seeds. You start planting seeds of growth, yet you have no intention of stirring them, pushing them out. Now there's going to be a time though, where it would be healthy for you to say, kid, you're at this age. You have so much time to get out. Because of the fact that you've gotten that muscle stronger, you have more ability to say that moment. Yeah. You know, and there is going to be those, and I know that you're sometimes the dad in the family (laughs) because of your strength. And so sometimes you're going to have to say, there is a job that needs to be done here. You need to get a job because of the fact that you know, la da 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 does need to happen. And so with that, that there's this, this practice of doing better and, Oh, my love is with you through this dance of, of a child growing, a child growing. And I know for me that my child did not move out of the house until about 22, 
22 because of the fact that healing needed to happen in the house but i'm going to tell you though when that when that healing was done between our family uh, and part of it was the alcoholism years that as soon as that healing was done my child left it was like the door got open energetically the door got you know so with that the, that many times when we plant those seeds and navigate through and doing the work that we're supposed to be doing and not giving it any push. Yeah. Not giving it any push. It's amazing where life goes. I was pulling a card um, and uh, sorry, Regan, I'm going to take over here for a few minutes. That's good. But I got, I got this card and you know, I got told I need to read it for everyone and it's called um, ghost lands. Okay. Ghost land. Ghost land. Yeah. The card oh, is yeah, ghost yeah. land. Okay. And I'm going to read number 17 because I really feel like that this is where a lot of people are at. That makes sense. Okay. So ghost land. You um, now remember, I'm just, uh, let me, <laughs> let me start. <laughs> you can learn from the past and you can imagine a beautiful future, but you must live in the here and now. So the card was reversed, which is upside down. Okay. Ooh. Actually, I'm told to read the whole statement, so I apologize. Okay, so upright. So if the card was upright. Okay. Whenever you set your sights too far ahead, you run into the risk of losing your footing. For rarely do the present and the future match up exactly on the enchanted math map that you is your life story. The future has no substance right now. It is your place to, it is a place that has no grounding as of yet. You cannot live there, yet you can take measure steps toward the goal or dream. These steps are important now. The same goes for nostal nostalgia. You can look into the past wisely and remember the beautiful moments or revisit the lessons learned. However, you cannot live there, nor can you go back and change what it was. Yesterday is gone forever. Live fully in the present and now is most powerful place to put your attention. Its magic reaches out in every direction further than the heart and soul can see. So now when I pulled the card, it was upside down. When the Ghostland card appears, reverse, is a sign that you are wandering in emotional and intellectual place with no real substance. There is no point. There is no point longing for which has already gone or hasn't happened yet. Perhaps you've created a fantasy of good old days or some illusion, elusive utopia destination that lies somewhere in the future when this or that happens to make things better. Live, in, live one day at a time. Each day is new beginning fulfilled with truth and beauty. Stay away from the ghost lands of the past and the future. Avoid nostalgia, yeah, nostalgia and longing for something better. Find joy in what is present in your life today. You know, We've all wanted life to be different. We all want life to go forward. And 
as we go forth in life, you know, living in this moment. So with that, you know, like with Sue, uh, let's see. Thanks a lot is what she said. And then uh, I just want to put in more than one job application at this point. Uh, you know, yes. And I agree. So it's setting personal goals for both of you. You know, hey, why don't we next month put in two? That's our goal. Who's to say? One may only read it. So putting in the two means only one will read it. Um, I heard, Yeah, and I, I heard this saying, I don't have it exact, but it was the smallest step may turn into the biggest um, event of your life. Mm -hmm. There was a smallest step forward. So, you know, what I think what us uh, parents have to do with the uh, with the 20 something year olds that are not out of the nest yet is to, um, uh, you know, in a loving way, just, you know, talk to them uh, and just say, look, you know, and I know that there's a point where you have to leave the nest here and I'm here to support you. But um what I want to do, I say, I'm here to help you if you need to identify uh, what the next small step or big step it is you need to take. You know, I'm here to, you know, here to help you identify that. And then it's going to be up to you to take those steps, you know. So let's set a, let's set a time frame here, you know, let's say three months, six months or something. And within that time, you know, you need to, you know, find a job, find a place to stay. And there's steps that you have to do. And if you if you get stuck because you're young and you haven't done this before, whereas us old people have done it many times, I'm here to help you to motivate you or to if there's some way I can help you or support you to take that next step. But we got to get you out of here so you can have your own exciting life. Mm -hmm. And it's not today. We're right. talking about the future. And I know from like my child, I had a conversation with my child last night and I, she says, I just need a plan. Even if that plan changes, I have more anxiety not having the plan than yeah. I do having the plan that changes. And and that's that's part of the, the it's many of us have been practiced that it's easier just not to deal with it. If I don't see it, I don't know it. And yet, does that is that healthy healthy for us to navigate? And many of our children have anxiety. And the anxiety goes from nothing to 600 in no time. Mm -hmm. The only way to get it from going to zero to 100 is by practicing. And the only way we can get it to go from zero to 50 is by practicing. And that's the tool that life has to teach our kids. And that's where us having parents or being parents are, are you know, using those tools. You know, I know that for my child who had great anxiety for driving, still doesn't, by the way, but I would take my child to a very quiet parking lot, a very off-road place, and let him drive where he didn't feel like he had the energies coming at him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, right or wrong, in or out, it, it all happens. But yet at the same time, though, I challenged that at that time and it was up to him to go through the door now did that make him stop doing other things no but yet at the same time though he had to learn to navigate through some of those angst and uh so um i just wanted to put yeah one more job at a time okay and then she said this thanks regan oh good 
That's great. Yeah. Just got to come up with the plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, young people, we take for granted that they should know better. But when we put ourselves back on their place, there's so many things we didn't know when we were that age. You know, we, you know, we didn't know about how to keep an orderly house, how to not have everything messy. We, you know, we, it's something you have to learn to have those skills to, you know, you know, to, uh, in, in ways of uh, organizing mm-hmm. things, you know, um, you know, it's so, so they need some help. So it's good that you see in a therapist and they come up with a plan. And, um, but, you know, the main thing is that I think just lovingly, the child needs to know that there is an end time. If things mm-hmm. aren't done at a certain time, I got to kick you out, not because I don't love you, because I know you'll you'll never experience life the way you're supposed to mm-hmm. unless you get out there and do it, you know? Exactly. So let's just, you know, so that there's no hard feelings or anything here, and we're giving you plenty of time. You've got a, you know, therapist you're going through, and, and I would love it if you would share the plan with me so I can see, and that I can see when you're moving forward so that I feel good about you. You know, so I'm not in a way that I so that I can feel good that you're, you know, that you are moving forward in a certain mm-hmm. way. And exactly. If you, stuck, if you get stuck sometimes, I might have to be a tough mom and kind of kick in the butt a little bit to move you forward. But it's because I love you. And my job is to have help you, you grow and to help you get out there to have your life. Yeah. You know? my Yeah. Because my I, I told my kids several times my job wasn't to keep you young. Right. <laughs> my job was to get you to parenthood, which or to adulthood, which means that you move forward. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some kids they do need to move out at eighteen. Some kids need to move out at twenty. Some kids need to move out at twenty-two. Now, twenty-three. I'm hearing that twenty-three, Susan. You got it. It's either that's that's the deadline. That's the drawing the in the sand. And I know that he's just you know graduated and he's still got some time and. You know, I was just having a conversation with a young one and she's going to be moving to Texas. And like her mom said that, you know, being through those ages of teenagehood to like 22, 23, it's the hardest because you just don't know how to do things. You want these goals. You see these goals, but you just don't know how to get them. And like I said, so many of our kids have anxiety that is like over the top and these energies right now, how can they see a future when it's so expensive to move out? Yeah. But it's planting those seeds and moving forward, planting those seeds and moving forward. I just, I, I mean, here in California, it's so crazy like that, uh, that condo that uh, looks like Patty may have by tonight, you know, for someone to live there, that, that will uh, rent out for about $8,000 a month, a little two bedroom condo on the beach. And that's what everybody in there is renting them for right now. And that's just, of course, because it's right on the beach and it's in Monterey, you know, but like, where did, how did we ever get to that point? You know, can you, I mean, imagine how much just for your rent that would be, you know, paying, but apparently there's enough people in the world that, you know, all the other condos there are booked sometimes up for six months or a year ahead with Airbnb for that much a month, you know? So you know, but I, you know, well, we just, uh, we paid, um, just to go down there, we paid $400 for a medium little motel just to stay there on Saturday night in Monterey, you know, 400 bucks a night. And I went, oh my God, you know, that's like, that's a brand, I could, I'd rather sleep in my car and then go and buy another $400 TV the next day. Or, oh, I know. You know, oh my gosh. Just, for, just for sleeping, you know, so, but 
you know, I'm an old guy and I got to come up to the, it's, it's not, you know, when I, when I used to go to the movies, I used to get it uh, Saturdays, we'd go to a two, two movies for 50 cents, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, 25 cent popcorn or 10 cent popcorn, you know, so <laughs> sound like my dad talking now when he had nickel hamburgers, you know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh, I know. So, like, Regan, oh, we are at almost 15 oh gosh, after. Over, yeah, but that's okay because I think right. that, that these conversations we've had, you know, giving the opportunity that, and I'm grateful for those who came over from Facebook to, um, I got a chance to post that I would be, we would be here. So, I'm grateful that you guys came over and, and visited <clears throat> us here on YouTube. Um, so, when we're going through life and managing life, you never know what can happen the next moment. I'm seeing miracles every day, just like you, Regan, even though yeah. you got the black eye to show that you had a miracle. Yeah. Well, maybe by next week I'll have, I'll be able to tell you if they, they found out if I do have what this little aneurysm or something going on and, and what's the deal, you know? Yeah, so, Cause I yeah. see, I see a little, I see a little spot. Um, but it's not uh it's something it's almost it's a sleeper does that make sense it's a sleeper but yet at the same time though you don't want to you don't want to stress out you don't want to you know do those things that would yeah i'm doing pretty good yeah yeah so it's just something they'll keep an eye on you know probably if i go in every year and they'll take another look at it and see if it's anything to worry about um, but the other thing that was interesting is I thought, okay, if I hadn't seen that and was unaware of it, let's say that that's the way that eventually I'm going to be taken out, you know, I go back home, you know, then it's in a way it's kind of beautiful in a way. It's like, okay, I'm seeing it. And it's like this little thing and it's preparing. And eventually, it goes, light switch off. <laughs> boom, and off I go. And I go, wow, that means, that means that, cause I know some people have the aneurysms, they just go immediately. And I go, uh-huh. you know, instead of being, having cancer and being sick for, you know, years, years, and, years and that sort of thing. So it's just uh, interesting, you know. I find it interesting too. I yeah. I do. I really find it interesting too. So, so Regan, how can people get a hold of you? Okay, uh, it's right there on the screen. Visit theafterlife.com. Uh, I know a lot of the listeners have been there already. Some great videos on there uh, that talk about past life regression. Uh, there's a video on there of a young lady going through the life between life session, and um, you see the whole thing where she goes through a past life. And then from there goes on to the afterlife uh, and where she spends a, um, a good amount of time there uh, visiting a soul group, going before a council, getting questions answered in her life. And just to let people know that we're in a new world right now. And uh, like I say, mediums are becoming more and more uh, in the mainstream, just like like we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it's now possible. Uh, you don't have to wait till you die to visit heaven. You can visit there. You're going to find out that you've got a gang of helpers that are here to kind of help you with the rest of your life. And uh, I'm just here to, you know, for anybody who wants to have that experience to um, visit there for a few hours, get a bigger perspective of your life and uh, come back and start living life with a little more purpose and and uh, meaning. It's a, it's a life changing experience, life altering for so many people. And uh, I love to do it. It's just great. So anyway, visit theafterlife.com. What about you? Uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Natasha. <laughs> you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. And, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to be supporting those around me and, you know, talking. There's so many. I just had someone today that lost a, or this um, weekend lost a father. 
And she reached out, hey, if you hear from him, can you let me know? And and I'm grateful to be that person to give grace and and give experiences of that it is a loving moment for someone to be on the other side. With that, please reach out if you need some support in just in doing life in general, emotions and, and struggles and, and doing life in, oh God, there's so many triggers we're getting right now. Blessings to you, Natasha Venter, angelicclarifications.com. And please share or like or um, subscribe to the YouTube page or whatever you can do to support this bigger picture because Rika and I are enjoying being here, but it takes you to listen so that we can give the experiences to help your life do what you need to do and grace to do. do. Uh, Susan, thanks for chiming in today. It's always nice to have you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Maybe we should have you on one of these days. That would be nice. I would like to meet her that way. Yeah, we'll t- we'll, we'll soon. I will talk about it. Okay, we'll, we'll set it up in the next a week or two. Okay, all right. that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Okay, thank you, thank you, Bye, thank everyone. you all. Bye, next everyone. Week, four o'clock Pacific time. Definitely, we're here, and Wednesday I'll be here too, on YouTube and Facebook with my uh, life clarifications with Natasha. Bye now, blessings.